Welcome to the Dream Podcast. Please rate and review the podcast because it means a lot to us. And if this is helpful content to you, please share it on social media so that we can add value to more people's lives. Please also subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening from so that we can send you new content each time. The Dream Podcast is purpose to drive insight, education, empowerment, and give tools for one to succeed immensely in their space and their career. The Dream Podcast, brought to you by Prodigious High Definition. But I mean, a moody person, I'll, I'll give an example, a moody person, you could have a huge tolerance for moodiness mm-hmm. and be like, ah, oh, that's nothing, I'm going to just suck up to her, tell her she's beautiful until she gets out of her fuck, her fuck, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and, to another, and to another guy, it could be like, I know this podcast is sponsored by renee ruth life coaching renee ruth life coaching is an online counseling and psychology service that specializes in life counseling life coaching mental health and couples counseling there is also a special rate available for students using our discount code phd which stands for prodigious high definition you may contact renee ruth life coaching on direct message using the number 074-797-5125 this podcast is sponsored by my fresh start are you moving out of home for the first time whether it is to a student accommodation boarding school or just a new apartment that is indeed still a big step While the transition may be exciting and exhilarating, it can also be an anxious time for you. At My Fresh Start, this is where we come in. Our primary objective is to ease and minimize the stress of having to shop for essentials. You will not have to worry about kitchen sets and other basic appliances that you might need. We have carefully crafted accommodation starter kits to help you move into your new home and give you a fresh start hassle-free delivery of student furnishings right to your doorstep. Which item you prefer? You don't even have to decide on that. Our starter kits are very simple, affordable, and effective. If you have any queries regarding our products or to get wholesale price lists sent to you or to make a sale, contact 065-936-6114 or email sales at myfreshstart.biz and when asked about how did you find out about my fresh start, kindly use the referral keyword PhD, which represents prodigious high definition. This episode is sponsored by Fairview Bed and Breakfast, your home away from home. Fairview Bed and Breakfast offers great service and all the essential amenities to rejuvenate travelers. Fairview has two establishments in the Durban North Coast and Belito Zimbali Coastal Resort at the Corals. A stay at Fairview allows you to experience the best KwaZulu-Natal has to offer with excellence and essence. If you have any queries or if you'd like to make a booking in the Durban North Guest House or the Zimbali establishment, which is self-catering and accommodation, kindly contact 083-949-4717. And when asked about how did you find out about Fairview, Kindly use the referral keyword PhD, which represents prodigious high definition. PhD, which represents prodigious high definition. Good people, welcome to the Dream Podcast Valentine's Day uh, special, Valentine's Day edition. Um, We're doing an an orthodox episode today, um, unprecedented as well. Uh, I'm doing this alongside my sister. For those who know, some of you will know that she's my sister. And we're going to have a very detailed conversation, in-depth conversation about dating, marriage and relationships. I'm very excited about this one and it's relevant because we're in the month of love so first and foremost i'd like to introduce her hello fam i hope you're good thank you for taking some time to come and kick it with us are you good uh no i'm good thank you so much for 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 having me on your podcast it's good to be chilling with you guys today 
Honored, honored. Thank you. So I'm going to ask you a question. What is your fondest memory uh, of a Valentine's Day? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say fondest, but definitely this is my most memorable because I mean, as a pastor's kid, um, you were sort of like always on the straight and narrow, especially me. But I remember this one Valentine's Day. I was in grade seven. And we had a Valentine's Day disco in primary school. And I was not allowed to go, obviously. My parents have never allowed me to go to the disco. And that one Valentine's Day, I sneaked out. <laughs> and I said, and my parents still don't know the story. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to... Um, I said I'm going to youth because we had youth on Fridays. Yeah. So I took the bus. I took the bus to youth, and then I took a taxi to school, and I mm. literally attended the Valentine's Day disco. Yeah. The fact, <laughs> the fact that it was still called a disco, <laughs> yeah, she was, I was back in the day, bro. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was back in the day. Wow. Yeah, it was literally back in the day. I don't even know, like probably 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere there. Uh, uh. So what was what what was memorable about that day? I mean, I think for me, because we were allowed to go to the disco since grade five. I, it was a finally moment. It was like finally, I just get to see what the fuss is about because. All my friends yeah. keep talking about this disco. Mm-hmm. And obviously you pay and you get to dance. We danced and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you dance with boys. And it's just Valentine themed. So for me, it was like a finally thing. Like, was I literally going to die before I saw what happens at a disco? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's true. I think that's one thing also that So 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 if my mom and dad are listening, sorry. So but but I think that's one thing that drives most decisions that people make is prefer especially young people. The 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 desire to want to know how an experience is because you've heard about it a lot. Exactly. Don't you think? Mm. I think so. I think a lot of what we 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 want to do is influenced by how others say it is, you know. And I find that as young people, our desires are shaped by other people's experiences. So um, we never say, for instance, I want to go here or I want to travel to this place because I want to. It's like, oh my gosh, I've seen so many vlogs of Thailand. Yeah. Therefore, I want to go. I want to go to Thailand. Mm, mm, mm. And so I agree with that because our desires are definitely, which is a, which can be a pro. I mean, you can use other people's experiences to sort of um, influence you positively. Mm. But I've found that it it. <laughs> It sort of is a negative. It does have a negative effect on young people where their entire life is meant to be curated by social media, by Mm. influencers, by older people, Mm. you know, and their experiences and not necessarily, this is really, really, really what I want to do. Mm. So we, 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 we get our information from the external or from culture and it distorts uh, our decisions and our experiences as well. I think a lot of young yes, people, and, mm, there, including myself, were there. Yes, and I think it also distorts your purpose. Wow. Because if you if you are meant to run a certain race and because people are going to a disco, you now think to yourself, oh my gosh, no, 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 actually, I'm not going left. And maybe there was a word for me at youth that day that would have changed my life, you know, or a word that I was waiting for or a breakthrough that I was waiting for. Yeah. But I allowed other people's experiences of the disco to make me on that day Mm. turn against my purpose and potentially my destiny. Mm, Man. Yeah, other people. So we can we can use that story very figuratively mm. and very literally. Mm. Mm. Wow, yo, yo, that's so true, yo. And 
that's very true and i think it's it, that's also dangerous because now when you say that one one has to look at themselves and look at how many times they've allowed that which is external to to interfere with where they're going or on the path that they were in you know mm, that's very true i think a lot of us young people we don't know what we want um so for instance I'll say my dream car is a G-Wagon because everybody's saying it. However, I will not be aware that I'm saying it because everybody's saying it. Mm. Um, my love for a G-Wagon will be because popular culture says it's such a cool car. It's yeah. an expensive car. Um, it's driven by the richest people. And so I want to appear to be mainstream yeah you know and what i've learned yeah what i've learned from growing up as a pastor's kid is that most times we you're not mainstream um for the mere fact that you you are a pastor's kid Mm. that already sets you on a different trajectory sets your part um it sets your part and so i think you as a young person need to find that thing of yours Mm. that niche that makes you different Mm. and that sets you apart and once you find that which i which i think it's an easy answer it's jesus christ um it doesn't even have to be as far as saying oh i'm a pk or oh i identify as a minister's kid i identify as you know jesus christ has set us apart wow um and he has set our lives on a different trajectory i always tell my husband that culture dictates to us that um, I am married into his family. Um, And so I move from being a Makua and I am now a Lukayeni, right? And so culture says to me, um, I leave my legacy or I leave my, 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 my surname and everything that it comes with, and I take on Lukayeni. But I said to him, that's not what the word says. Mm. You know, the word says that a man and a woman mm. shall leave their family and cleave to one another. Yeah. And so yeah. I've, desc- I've we've described it to each other as us buying into a new bloodline. Yeah. And so what, whatever cultures, whatever, um, whatever, um, following whatever um, in Jael or whatever practices and whatever bounds, whatever freedoms that I, I experience, yeah. I let them go. Wow. I, I learned. Similar, similarly. Yes. Similarly with him, whatever he has learned, he unlearns and whatever bloodline that he is, he has been formed a part of mm. in his, in his, in, in his um, surname or in his um, culture. Yeah. He, he he steps out out of and we sign up together into a new bloodline which is the bloodline of jesus christ and so and and that comes with its own promises open your bible you you'll see them Mm. you know that comes with that comes with all the promises that 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 jesus christ has given us yeah and so i feel like it's the same with young people um you need to say the day that i accepted jesus christ I signed off any other bloodline. Mm. I signed out. Yeah. Um, and so I'm now part of a new direction, of a new way of living, new of a new way of talk, of a new covenant, a new way of speaking. Mm. You know, the way that I speak must change. And so then when once you've established that, then it will be easy for you to say, Lord. I want different, yeah. you know, um, yeah. I, I, I desire different. Yeah. I, I see everyone saying, but I just want different. And yeah. God will reveal to you what your different is. That's what makes us stand out. Oof, man, that's what makes us stand out. You have to desire different and seek different for God to reveal what your different is. Wow. And I love how you spoke about the unlearning, the unlearning of ideas, beliefs, of cultures, of habits, behaviors, toxic traits. It's a lot. So does the unlearning begin in your singleness or does the unlearning begin when you're about to date or when you meet someone that you want to date? Where does the unlearning process start? Like when do you 
make that decision that I've got to start on learning a lot of things. I believe unlearning starts in your singleness. Um, in order for you to understand its magnitude when you meet somebody else um, in the platform of dating or courting or marriage, you have to start unlearning when you're single. Um, a lot of the work happens in your singleness. And so you'll find that a lot of young people don't want to unlearn. Um, or a lot of us, I don't want to even say young people, even older people, um, we come in with our new habits. And that's why I use the marriage example, because most of the time you come in and you say, Oh, Tina sins arrange, you know, Ekaya, we've always done it like this. Or Ekaya, we believe that it's done like this. Or this is the way that I am. Or my dad was like this, therefore I am like this. Yeah. You know? And I think at that level, it's sort of a bit too late. Um, this was something that you should have worked on individually. And by the time God brings us together. Um, we are sort of working pro we are sort of a work in progress obviously we're not going to be perfect mm. but I mean we, we, we we've done a lot of the work so where do I start I'm single now um <clears throat> where do I start like I'm 18 I'm 19 I'm 20 I'm 30 and I want to be more intentional with my relationships and not only just my romantic relationships but relationships as a whole you know I want to be more intentional mm. with them and I want my relationships to be in alignment with my purpose and I want them to glorify God. So where do I start? After I listen to this, where do I start? Mm. Mm. Okay. I think it's I think it's very important, number one, to know what's wrong with you. <laughs> number one. Um, yeah. number two, yes, it's very, very important to know what's wrong with you. And number two, it's important to know what you don't want. So those things mm. are in the form of a, ne a negative, but I'm telling you, once you, you begin the process of elimination from the wrong to the right, it makes things so much easier. Mm. So number one, what's wrong with me? What are my negative and toxic character traits? What are the things that I struggle with? Um, mm. Is it pornography? Mm. Is it masturbation? Is it procrastination? Mm. Is it um, ill discipline? Am I just lazy? Um, do I come up with excuses all the time? Mm. Why is my life the way that it is? Why is it turning out the way that it's turning out? And without blaming my parents, without blaming my environment, without blaming the fact that I didn't get a bursary, what am I doing mm. to influence where I am right now? Those are very important questions. And I mean, mm. these are questions you don't, you don't even have to have out loud. Like these are conversations with yourself that you don't even have to have out loud. They're very reflective, they're introspective. And I'm a very big um, candidate for introspection, um, for self-introspection. So I always say, I, I always start with myself in any situation before I go and say, it's things are like this because of this person or um, this person has made me mad or made me like act out a certain way yeah, you know yeah. so i think yeah what's wrong with me is very important mm. um am i toxic mm. maybe every year i'm cutting people off and i'm like oh toxic bye but i mean maybe i'm the toxic one yeah. you know um yeah. maybe i have maybe i'm not a good friend maybe i haven't been a good friend to my friends yeah. maybe i'm not loyal as a friend mm. you know um so those are the things that maybe you must it's, it's a good start, I'd yeah. say. Um, and then from there, obviously, we, we need to know why those things are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, most of the time, our upbringing, our relationship with our teachers, our relationship with our parents, our relationship with our past, yes, with our exes, would reveal why we are the way that we are. Yeah. A lot of us young people now suffer from anxiety. And yeah. um, most of the time we find that we are anxious because we've been brought up in such a way that we can't do anything wrong, true, you know. True. And 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 when you sit with yourself, you're like, hey, bro, I suffer from anxiety because I don't want to 
make a mistake because mm. when I was younger and I, I made, made a mistake, mistake man. I was I was chastised, chastised. For it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought of the same word. Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was literally. chastised. <laughs> yeah. Like true. I was literally chastised. True, true. So you're scared to do anything. I'm scared to do anything. I saw I I'm fearful, you know, I'm scared to and therefore I, I'm a procrastinator because yeah. I'm like, I can't do this now because if I do it, my mistake will be now. You know, I so, so therefore I delay my mistake as well. Uh, and if someone else does something wrong, I chastise them because that's what was done to me. That's very true. That's actually very true, fam. We find that we yeah. also act out the things that were done to us when we were younger, which we actually hated. And we find that probably now our tolerance level for friends is is very short. Like if somebody says, oh, friend, I can't make it today, they're out. They're mm. out and they're hey, toxic. Fam, that's and, me. And, no, you know. Not, not, yes, not in that see. context, but I feel like, you know, a, I just want to say this to be real so that someone can feel my own. My authenticity. I just feel mm. like when somebody does something, it's hard for me to, you know, I'm too like, okay, now I'm I'm done, you know, and, and that's bad. Mm-mm. Sometimes it works in, in some areas okay. of seasons for me, but then sometimes mm. it's just like, but yo, that wasn't worth it. You know, it's not worth it. It wasn't worth it. Mm. And we don't have the grace for other people. Exactly. We do, mm. Yeah, well, God has the God has the for grace me. for you. Yeah, mm. that's that's hard. That's very true. So you see, that was a moment of self-introspection right there. Yeah, true, fam. True that. True mm. that. True that. I think it starts. It starts with acknowledgement. Mm, acknowledgement, and then obedience. I think what's what's what's. I like how you said, but God's uh, God's graceful to me. I think that's how we should live our lives. It's hard at first, but then we should think about how we always fall, you know. But if you and, yeah. and if you claim to love the person, if you say you love the person, you know, you should you should be forgiving that person daily. Do you think so? I think so. That's what the word says. The word says we are to forgive for 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 forty. Is it forty times seven? Yeah, it's like a large number. <laughs> Daily, um, daily times a day, and mm. and 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 that's each each person. So that 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 person will never offend you that many times a day. But that was the illustration that Jesus was trying to make: mm. that you are to forgive as many times as you are required to that person every day. Mm, wow. You are to extend a certain grace to a to to a person. Yeah. To up up till its nth degree each and every day. Mm, man. So yeah. a successful relationship requires a lot of forgiveness and a lot of grace, you know. Mm. It does. It does. Mm. I agree with that. Take take somebody who's probably in a relationship now or dating now. A teenager, millennial, whatever. They're dating, they're in a relationship now. But they heard you speak about the unlearning starts with you. And when you said with you, mm-hmm. you speak, that's speaking in a, from a perspective of singleness. Because when you learn and introspect and reflect and discover and identify so that you can rectify, um, you're, in your sing- you're in your singleness, right? Mm-hmm. You are in your singleness, but I mean, let's say you are in a relationship like you're saying. Um, in a relationship, you are you are still an individual. That's what's another thing that's important to 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 realize is that even though I, I am in a relationship or I am married, I I do identify as an individual, right? And so when I rectify my mistakes or my habits, or when I go back into my life and I and I right the wrongs. I don't have to do it concurrently with my partner. Mm. No, you don't. So there must be a sense of individuality and even in the relationship. Yes, there definitely has to be. I I think that's the mistake that we make is that once we jump into a relationship, we lose ourselves. Um, we mm. lose the essence of who we are. Mm. And we must also remember that even in our purpose, 
in how God has called us to be. He's called us individually. Mm, Yes, he has a purpose for our relationships. He has a purpose for our relationships and our marriages and our friendships. But in essence, I've been called in my individual capacity. I can work together with other people. But I mean, at the end of the day, when, when, God says to me, well done, good and faithful servant. He's, he's saying speaking it to, to me. me. <laughs> he ain't speaking to my, my girlfriend. He's speaking he ain't to speaking me. to my crew. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's speaking to me. So um, I think uh, I think that goes without saying. However, I don't know why we make this mistake mm. of feeling like we're part of a new entity when we're in a relationship mm. where we lose ourselves. I, I don't know why. Why? <laughs> people why young people do that it could also possibly be an indication of a lack of self-confidence mm. um because i i don't believe that what i've been called to do is larger than this relationship wow i don't believe that what god has 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 called me to be it's, and it's, to influence it's bigger than this goes beyond this wow. you know because then i prioritize yeah. the relationship and I prioritize how this other person feels, despite how they're treating me or despite whatever they're struggling mm. with, above myself. Because I don't see, I don't see my assignment greater than this person or this union. Yeah. Yo, Mm-mm. yo, 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 yo. Why though? Because yo, I love how you why why you why you said how you said this, fam. Because I was having a, a conversation with a good friend of mine the other day, a few weeks ago. She was telling me mm. about how she knows what she wants in a relationship in alignment with God's purpose for her life and the standards that she requires because of how she's uh, developed herself for the person that she wants to be with. And then she says she found herself committing herself to somebody who was nothing like that, but it troubles sure. her. And, uh, and she kept asking me, why is it troubling me? Because this person loves me. And I said... The reason why it's troubling you, I don't know if what I said was right or wrong. I said, the reason why it's troubling you is because God has already given you the vision of what he wants for you in relationships. And you've already embraced that vision, embraced those principles Mm. of what a relationship should look like for you. So that's why when you settle Mm. for anything less than that, man, it's, it's a problem. Sure. Yeah. When you settle for anything less than that, peace leaves you. Um, in my in my marriage, our our biggest um, motto is peace. If you have peace about but if we have peace about buying a property, we buy it. Love it. If peace if peace leaves one of us, it's over for that. Yeah. It's over for that transaction. No, it's done. If peace leaves one of us, it's over for that friendship. If peace leaves one of us, mm. it's over for 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 that decision. And so I believe that um, the the word of God says peace is our anchor. If you look at mm. an anchor, I mean it it it's 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 such a small insignificant um, tool mm. on a big boat or a big yacht, yeah. right? But I mean, it's able to it's able to bring it down to form. It's so heavy, and it's so weighted that that entire ship is able to stand still from an anchor, and that entire ship is able to move once that anchor is lifted. Oh, yeah. So the Holy Spirit is is and 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 the peace of God is like an anchor should be like an anchor. Mm. In, in our lives where it's like, Lord, if you're not here, I'm not going anywhere. Mm. You know, if, if, if your peace is not, it's, it's, it's not anchoring this boat, I, I can't move, yeah. you know. And Lord, Lord, the minute you say, this is it, I'm going for it, you know. Yeah. And so I think with your, with your friend, the issue is that peace has left her. Um, and I think if we use, if we use the peace of God to direct our relationships, things will be easy. I mean, I, I can't say it it should be easy for her because she's finding herself loving this person, and she and I mean, when she looks at him, he he look he speaks right, mm. he talks right. You know, he, all the external and probably some internal boxes are ticked, yeah. but there's this there's this lack of peace. Yeah. Um, that's there, and 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 she can't she can't describe what it is, but that's exactly what it is. Is that 
there's no peace. She, she doesn't have peace about it. She doesn't have peace about it. I want to speak about something that, that you, you and your husband spoke to, 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 to us about, I think we're on holiday a year ago. And you spoke to us about this, this theory that you guys have of whilst you're dating someone or courting or getting to know someone, when you see something in the <laughs> multiply, multiply that by three. You remember that conversation that we had? It was so dope, right? Yeah. If you can, I, I want you to unpack this on, on this voice, on this podcast, please, because it made so much sense. Like when you're like, no, because that person won't want to show you the real them just like that. Mm. Because there's nothing pleasant about a person showing you the real them. Otherwise, it's just a facade. Right, but mm. that's why you should multiply the 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 negatives that you see by ten or by three or but like <laughs> it must be a multiplication effect <laughs> there. But 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 no, like no jokes aside, that that was that was serious. It, it stuck with me. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, um, it's yeah, it's just something that we 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 have subscribed to when we were dating is that. We believe that when when you are dating, you're not hundred percent showing your true colors. That's true. And you know what? In, in, in your own de- in your own defense, you can't. You are dating. You are in an unfamiliar surrounding. Most probably, you always meet at the mall, or you meet in the movie theater, or you're around friends at a bride, or even if you're visiting each other at each other's homes. I mean, it's not like you're gonna drop your undies on the floor and be like, "Hey, this is who I am." Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> sure, you're not. You won't so do that. in it. No, in your own defense, you, you you don't have the platform to be yourself fully, yeah, fully. which is understand. It's 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 understandable. Mm. Um, dating is not a platform to be who you are fully. Mm. Um, and so we need to take we need to take it at that face value as 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 young people to say, I need to understand that this person does not have the capacity to show me themselves fully. And mm. I need to understand that I don't have the capacity to show myself fully to this person. Mm. However, when we are together and we are dating and we are having um, relationship, um, we are relating as per the relationship, we will have issues. Mm. We will have challenges. Um, I'm, I am going to piss him off. He's going to piss me off. Um, we are going to get angry and we are going to get upset. But even then, <laughs> that little that I see of that, I need to think to myself that in their true capacity, mm. this could probably be times 10, what <sighs> I'm seeing here. So, so, so I'll give you an example. Okay, if okay, yeah. Somebody, if, if, if you're having a fight yeah. or you were late, yes, you were late, you were late for, for, for lunch, and I'm waiting at the mall. I'm waiting. I'm calling. I'm calling like 10 times. I'm like, let's have a, where are you? Mm. And you get there and I'm blowing a gasket. Man. You know, I, 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 I will not tolerate this. And I don't talk to you the whole day. Wow. And I'm silent treating you. I'm mm. silent treating you for half the day. Which is a form of abuse, but okay. Yes, silent treatment is abusive, but that's a conversation for, for another, another day. And and <laughs> <laughs> and so I and so I say, I say, okay, let's have. I'm not speaking to you. Um, I'm not speaking to you for half the date. Mm. Um, so maybe the por- the portion where we're at the restaurant, and then I'm okay when we buy the movies. Mm. That could be like an entire day in 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 marriage terms. Or a week. The lunch the. <laughs> The lunch date could be a week. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> so now they, they're in their true capacity. Like, exactly. You go back home and you're like, oh, no, she was a bit offish at lunch. I mean, she wasn't talking and she was rude to the waiter. But I mean, she was fine after that. You know, Man. that that could be a week of silent treatment in when marriage. you guys live together fully. Man. Yeah, that's just... My view. And how are you going to handle the true capacity reflection? Because to you, her being, her or him, being, giving you silent treatment for half the day was just something you brushed off. But how do you know whether you're going to handle it when it's that in the truest form? Okay. That's when relationships end. 
Yeah, I think I, I think you need to know what you're willing to take. Mm. Maybe to some to some people, silent treatment isn't uh, it's that's not bad. a deal breaker. Yo, that's so true because now this person is is their true self. They don't need to sell an image or anything to you because now you're the, you're their husband or you're their wife or you're their girlfriend or boyfriend. So now it's easy for them to just be themselves. Yeah, but I think I think once you get to to like marriage stage, then those sort of things are ironed out at premarital counseling. Okay, which I'm a which I'm a huge advocate for. But I mean, you you'll understand the things that you're willing to tolerate and those that you aren't willing. But I mean, just as far as dating is concerned, mm. it's just important. It's just important to know that that the my my boyfriend or my girlfriend possibly has an anger issue, mm. you know, or possibly, or possibly you have to, know you, you, you've got to be aware of that. Yeah. To. And I'm not saying that it should be a, a train smash or it should be a red flag to everybody, but I mean, it's good to acknowledge and it's good to be in the know about the person that you are with. Mm, that's very true. And what about somebody? Cause I know a lot of people struggle with this. I even have friends who do who see the red flags or who see that which is wrong, but always say, oh, but I don't want to leave because there's good here, you know, or I don't want to mm. now confront this side of this person because there's good here. We've had good memories or, you know. Mm, I think we, as people, as people, we want different things. That's, that goes back to what we spoke about in the beginning, to say that, don't let everybody's red flag be your red flag. Okay. Obviously, there are those red there, there are those red flags that you can't stand for, like abuse. Yeah. And whether it's verbal, physical, sexual, yeah, no. emotional abuse, it, it's a complete no-no. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, a moody person, I'll I'll give an example. A moody person, you could have a huge tolerance for moodiness mm. and be like, oh, that's nothing. I'm going to just suck up to her, tell her she's beautiful until she gets out of her, fu- her funk, yeah. right? Yeah. And, to another, and to another guy, it could be like, oh, no, yeah, no. or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so to him, it, to him, it's a red flag and to you, it's not. Yeah. So we have to also know who we are. Who are you? Mm. Are you a person who can take, who can take such things, or are you a person who, you, you, and and that's what I was actually. Um, that was my second point when I said first you need to know what's wrong with you, and secondly you need to know what you don't like. Mm. You know, um, so often we go into relationships and go into dating, and we don't even know what we like. Mm. And now all of a sudden we we like sci-fi movies because our boyfriends like sci-fi movies. Yeah, like, nah. what do you like? Mm. You know, um, just sit with yourself and be like, this is what I enjoy. This is not what I enjoy. Mm. And in terms of um, the dynamics of a relationship, I can't stand for silent treatment. Mm. And therefore, you that's that will be easy for you to communicate to say, listen, when you do the whole silent treatment thing, it really makes me feel like you don't want to be in this relationship. Mm. And I, I don't think that that's a way of communicating. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Mm. Speak to us about true love weights. Hmm, what about it? <laughs> no, but I know it's been pretty prominent in your life, especially when you grew up. So, I mean, put us in, in, in into context of how it's developed you. Mm. So when I was um, in high school, I think my early years of high school, grade eight, I signed up for a purity um I don't want to say society, but like a, it was a purity pledge. Yes, that's, yeah. that's the, the initiative. And yes, it was a, no, it was a purity pledge. And so it was a pledge to, to, pu- to purity. It was a pledge to purity. Mm. And so we did this um, at youth. It was optional. You had the choice to. What happened was they did a, for instance, maybe for the month of February, or from February to June, they did a love series. Mm. Um, And so they taught, they taught us about a lot of things. I mean, just a few of the themes that stood out for me that I can share is they taught us about, about soul ties. Yeah. That was the first time that I had ever heard about about soul ties. This was a great age. And 
Man. This was grade eight, yes. Okay. And so how they how they work, how they are formed, the effects on you mm. and um just everything about them. That's where I learned about soul ties. I learned about relationships. Um, I learned about dating. I know back then they they had referred us to a book that was called Kiss I've Kissed Dating Goodbye. <laughs> um yeah. which yeah. And so just the pros and cons of, of, of putting yourself out there, um, they use the example of an apple. Um, if, you, if you go around dating, it's like biting into an apple and eventually the remnants you give to your husband or your wife and you say, okay, this is what's left. Yo. Yeah, it is what it is. It was a bit extreme. It was a bit extreme. Even if I have to say so myself, it was a bit extreme. And I'm not sure if I would entirely preach that today to say that dating is wrong. Yeah. You know, I think dating within healthy parameters and healthy um, boundaries. Mm, so there must be yes. parameters and principles. It's it's it, very very important. Mm. I am a huge I'm a huge advocate for that. Yeah. Um. And I what an, another thing that I do not like is dating in isolation. Oh, which I found that, okay. yeah, so I found that a lot of young people get into and then they just disappear. When it comes to them and their relationship, you can't really say much. There's no spotlight on it. You can't, in, you can't um, point at anything. There's no you can't accountability. Speak it. It's just like, there's no accountability. When it comes to me and this person, just stay out of it, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm not an advocate for that. Yeah. And so back then we were taught about that. We were taught about those principles and we did the course. And then in the end, you get to choose, um, if you would like to sign the purity pledge and you involve your parents. My parents were involved. We went and we bought a ring. We went to American Suez and we bought a nice, uh, you know, like, um, purity ring. Yeah. <laughs> We bought a nice purity ring and I invited my family. My late mom Kuli was there. Wow. So that was a huge deal for me. Special. And yeah, I made my pledge. Mm. How has it influenced relationships? I think me being part of the purity pledge um, in my heart, it made me have very set and clear boundaries in how I relate in terms of relationship. Mm. And so from the onset, I wouldn't be afraid to say, um, I'm not having sex. Wow. Also, How, what, I would, because I would, of the yeah, accountability, right? Around you, mom, cool. Yes. Now yeah. I had, yes. Now I had accountability and I, I, I saw this ring and the Holy Spirit was there. Everybody was in on my, on my relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember... I remember there was this time I texted mom cool and I said, Oh, I really like this guy from church. And yeah. I know I've, I've, I've signed this purity pledge, but Oh, I really, really like him. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, you know, and then she's like, she, she, you know, she weighed in on it and I felt supported, mm. you know, and in, yeah, I, it, I never felt isolated. My relationships never felt like I was just doing my own thing on the side. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think that has influenced how I view relationships. I was very conscious. Yes, it it also con um, adds like um, a consciousness in you. Yeah, I was very conscious about what what I was doing. I was never like head over heels in love, like swept off my feet. I don't know where I'm going. Because there were principles in, in the beginning, right? Exactly, man. My principles were always clear, and it was nice because. From the sex part, I like people would eliminate themselves, and then I was like, "Oh, that's easy," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then, and then it actually helped me because the more I expressed my boundaries, the process of elimination took place easily. Mm. You know, they eliminated them. They eliminated themselves, and I was like, "Oh, you were cute, but okay, bye." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so mm. yeah. So I, I think it really, really shaped. Um, just my confidence in expressing my boundaries. Mm. And I would, I, w- I would advocate for it today, not to say young people don't date, but to say young people, can you have some boundaries, mm. you know, and can you have things that you won't do and can you be clear on them? Mm. 
And how do you measure those boundaries? Yeah. Through the word of God. Yeah, through the word of God. And I think most importantly, again, through the peace mm. in your heart. Mm. Wow. wow. Yeah. I love that. Through the word of God mm. and through the peace in your heart. And then the accountability yeah. one. Let's unpack that a bit more. Somebody who's probably in a relationship or wants to pursue a relationship or doesn't understand that one in detail. Where do I start? Who do I mm. who do I involve in terms of accountability? Because I'm sure you wouldn't just mm. want to involve anybody. I mean, I can involve yeah. a, a, a friend, but I know that sometimes that friend believes in things that are not in alignment or in correlation with my principles or parameters. So it's not just about having people who are accountable, mm. who you can be accountable to, but people who hold a particular standard of what mm. you want in the future or for your purpose to be accountable to. I don't know if I'm right. Yeah, you, you, you're very clear. I think for me, uh, we were having this conversation last week, actually. Um, with It was my husband and I and a friend. Yeah. And I was saying to them um, that you can't ask for marriage advice from someone who doesn't married. have a successful marriage. Oh, oh who doesn't yeah. have a successful marriage. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, it wasn't even as far as somebody who's not, not married. It was somebody who doesn't, yes. Mm. So in the same way, I feel that you can't necessarily be asking for relationship advice from your friend mm. because your friend is in the same boat as you. Oh, the person can't be in the same boat. Okay. Yes. Uh. So... If they marry two years, you're married two years. That, there's very little that you can get from them. There's very little counsel that they can give you. True. Yes. And so in terms of accountability, it's important to go a few levels higher. It's a, it's a form of mentorship. Mm. The same way you wouldn't, you wouldn't seek mentorship from someone who's on the exact same level as you, who's experienced the exact same things as you. You need some insights mm. and you need somebody who can come in from a higher level and say, oh, no, no, no. I remember experiencing this. Yes, I remember yeah. seeing this. I remember going through this. Mm. And yeah, so mm. I think it's important to to approach relationship accountability the same way you would with mentorship. Mm. Mm. Promote relationship yeah. accountability the same way you would with mentorship. To end it off, I like to because I like how you touched on the sex one, the sex conversation, but you touched on that based mm. also on the parameters one, on the boundaries one. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, what if for someone maybe that hasn't been the case, but they want to make that the case, they want to start a new clean uh slate mm. with regards to their sexual wholeness or with regards to you know them pursuing this 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 sort of trajectory. So, how do I advise someone who wants to start? Yeah, I think you have you must have reason to. If you don't have the right reasons, anybody's going to talk you out of it. Um, people are going to be able to talk you out of, 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 of something and say, oh, but you had, you had sex with your ex, and you? why can't you have sex with me? Yeah, you know? yeah. And so you need to have the, the, the correct reasons and the correct, um, I don't know, like the correct view in terms of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Are you doing it because you're, you're seeking to be closer to God? Are you doing it because you want purity? Are you doing it because you're saving yourself for marriage now? Why are you doing what you are doing? Yeah. And then once you, 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 you're clear on that, you'll be able to communicate it to other people. So it goes back to our theme from the beginning. You have to know yourself. You have to know what you want. You have to know what, how far you're willing to go. And then once you know, you can communicate it to other people people but people can tell when you when you are you don't have conviction about the things that you want mm. and that's why it's so easy to, to talk, to talk some people out of their thing mm. yeah say no don't do this like nobody's doing that nobody's going to university anymore nobody's starting a business anymore you know but if you know why you're doing what you're doing in fact you will talk people into your your vision Mm. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, that was too dope. Fam. So amazing. There's so many things I learned. Yo, while you were speaking, I was mm-hmm. writing notes. And I think it's it's important for us to to have this these type of conversations. It would be nice to even do this every month. Um, just to have you on and mm-hmm. we unpack these these sort of conversations. We had uh, 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 we spoke about a lot of things, but mainly specifically with one aim. But it would be very significant to break them down and break each yeah. each principle down, each idea down, and each concept down. Any last thing that you'd like to say to to in this month of love before we close the interview? <laughs> in this month of love, I just want to say, just love yourself first, and once you know what what love looks like for yourself you'll find it so much easier to love everybody else so extend kindness to yourself extend love to yourself for those of you who didn't get roses or didn't get flowers buy yourself some flowers yeah, you know true. um and 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 identify love for yourself first and then you'll be able to attract it externally wow Identify love for yourself yeah. first, then you'll be able to attract it externally. Fam, thank you so mm-hmm. much. Love you. Appreciate you coming through. Hanging. Love you, fam. You know, it's all love, fam. <laughs> Yo, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For, for listening. Yeah, my pleasure. And this was a really, really amazing conversation. I really hope it was valuable and insightful to you. And I really hope that God can can guide you through this, this time of love and help you establish a new aim and a new um new vision for what love really is for you and redefine what love is for you i love you all and i want to see you in and all that you do and remember that the true value inside of you is not for you but for you to make an impact and be significant peace <laughs>